welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate Lenny, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Before anything, you know what, even before the social media, free Britney. First and foremost, I wrote this down, just in case. Uh, Britney is in a bad situation, if you all haven't heard... I strongly suggest you look it up and actually read up on it, honestly, and just, Mm -hmm. you know, go ahead. She still hasn't been able to get out of her position as of, you know, right now. As of recording this. this. Maybe when we're, we publish this, it might be different. Um, I mean, it's only a few days away, but you never know. In case, I don't know. Um, So yeah, anyway, free Britney. Free Britney. (laughs) Free Britney. Uh, Right here in this corner, that's going to be their all podcast. Free Britney. And for the listeners who can't see the signs and things we have up, free Britney. Yeah, okay. So, um... Now. Now, social medias. Uh, our Twitter, TDMPod, TDMPOD, right there in Lainey's hands. I'm like Vanna White. Um, I was watching The Wheel of Fortune today. I've never been good at that. Uh, our Instagram, the Diamond Mind Podcast, right there in Lainey's hand. That was a little longer. It's bonking her in the head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, and for our audio listeners, um, Dallas, uh, if you want to... Time out! Dallas and Texas and Washington, Virginia, if you have social media... Follow us. Hit us up. We'll follow, follow you back. Follow us. We will, we will only if you, follow you back. If you DM us and you're like, we'll hey, this is back. Dallas... This is the people from Dallas that <laughs> follow you. Dallas. We'll follow you back. Or, or the Virginia people will follow yeah. you back. Um, but for we'll our audio listeners, the YouTube. the YouTube is The Diamond Mine. You can look up The Diamond Mine, Shania Swain, The Actually, Diamond Mine, Candy G. Now we've gotten to a status where if you look up The Diamond Mine podcast, go to channels, it'll be like the fourth or fifth one down. Hey, look at us. We've made it. Honestly. Um,. So, yeah, you want to go ahead and give them the specs on Oops, I Did It Again? Sure. So, this album was released May 16th, 2000, with 12 songs that last 44 minutes in total. And in time, it has gone 10 times platinum. All right. Do you have anything to say to the viewers before we, you know, get into this? Nope, got it all covered. Okie doke. Uh, The first song, the namesake of the album, Mm -hmm. Oops, I Did It Again. Um... Just, first thing I wrote was, first of all, Free Britney. Just reminding y'all. Uh, it's just the classic Britney song. The ultimate sassy anthem, I would say. Um, just a thumper, and if you haven't heard it, go listen. But with the situation that is going on right now, and hearing the not that innocent part, it really just made me uncomfortable. And that's not to the album's fault, it's to the situation's fault, so I'm not going to hold the album to that. Um, it's just very unfortunate how things are right now but uh so, i mean yeah. the majority of the album is either i mean it's ironic mm-hmm. it's ironic let's be honest here like it's just with the the situation at hand it's like you you see a lot of the lies that were mm-hmm. there like it's it's very weird right um is that all you have for this yeah you can go ahead all right so laney's fun fact for the song is um that oops I did it again peaked at number nine on Billboard Hot 100. Fun. How about that? It's good to know. Uh, this is one of the songs that I ha- had on my iPod Nano back in the day. 
still have that bad boy. The iPod Nano? Is that the one that's just, like, literally just a little square? It doesn't even no, have No, it has the... a screen. It's, like, uh, a long... Uh-huh. I can bring it in. I'll show uh-huh. you. We'll do a little show and tell. Um, I mean, as a kid, you know, I made up you know, dance routines to this song. In my head, of course. Mom, don't get any ideas. <laughs> uh, but this song will never be skipped it's a classic however i i've never been a huge fan of the titanic reference break that they have kind of towards the end yeah where she's like i thought she threw it in the ocean and he's like well baby i went down there and got it for you oops i and then it cuts back in yeah (laughs) that that is a little weird wait does kelly listen to this i think really hey kelly how you doing if you if you're listening to this right now Text me and say, "Hey Nate, love you, buddy." And then I'll I'll know that you just listened to this. No, even even better, say, "Hey big boo boo baby." <laughs> <laughs> say, "Hey big boo boo baby, I love you." Hashtag free Britney. That's what you gotta say. That's so specific. That's what you gotta say. Then I'll know. Then I'll know that she listened to this. That's so specific. <clears throat> Shout out to my sister. She'll Kelly. text you once, and then she'll hear the second part, and she'll be like, "Oh." <laughs> She'll like pause it and be like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I'm gonna text him that." And then the be like, "Oh, you didn't listen to the whole podcast because uh, told you to told you to text me, uh, hey, big boo boo baby." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the second song is called "Stronger." Um, I didn't really like how she was singing in the beginning of this. Apparently, um, she says in the song that the loneliness isn't killing her anymore, uh, but in "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," she says. My loneliness is killing me. Um, and then she also talks about it in Lucky. Yeah. But we'll get to that. I just, I just thought it was a very nice callback. Mm-hmm. I like when artists do that. It's like a little treat for people that are bigger fans of them. And right. like they go and listen to the song. It's like, oh, that's a reference to that song. Um, but it's just the same sound as most Britney songs that you would expect. You know, the thump and bass and the... the Actually, I'll go into the Britney stereotypes later in the podcast, but yes. But you also have to think that she doesn't write these songs. No. It's just like, so I guess I guess the songwriter and the producer for her, they like, they had a, they're like, oh, this is a Britney song, I'm going to do it like this. Like whenever they were writing the song, they were like, I'm going to write this one for Britney and this is going to be a very Britney song. Right. One of the songs on here, I can't remember, was supposed to be like a super powerful... Like a, they said it was supposed to be like a Barbra Streisand song, and I can't remember which one, but it was supposed to be powerful. It might have been Oops, I Did It Again. I can't remember. I really don't. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So they obviously want her to have a very specific sound. Mm-hmm. If yeah. If that wasn't clear already. So, is that all? Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, fun fact about this song. It achieved commercial success by reaching top five in Austria, Germany, and Sweden, and top ten in Finland... Ireland, Switzerland, and the United Kingdom. Getting into my opinion, it's another iconic song. I've heard this one before. It's not, I mean, not as popular as some of her other stuff, but uh-huh. it's still up there. A similar beat to Oops, which you will find that theme, also the exact same beat throughout this album. We'll yeah. again cover that later when we get to the songs. Um, this song was ironic in the situation that she's in currently. This could honestly motivate me to run through a wall or punch someone in the face really easily. Yeah. Just. It's how, just how I am normally, honestly. I don't need the motivation. Uh, like, I, right now. You just have built up anger. You know, right now, I could honestly punch you in the face if I didn't have morals. 
Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> On the podcast. Couldn't cut it. That'd be so funny. You couldn't cut it, though. Kelly, you're here. You want to watch me and Lainey fight? If so, like, uh, comment, and subscribe. She's seen it before. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe, yeah. Um, okay. You good? Moving on. Okay. Uh, the next song is I Can't Get No Satisfaction. No, I thought it was Don't Go Knocking on My Door. Sure about that? Yeah, because that's the one that has the segue. No cap. No cap. I skipped it. Um, <laughs> I think I have them. Are they in the same order? Hold on. Don't Go Knocking on My Door is the third one, right? Yeah. Okay, then I think I just skipped it. Okay. The next song is called Don't Go Knocking on My Door. Sorry, guys. Um, there was some really deep bass in this song, uh, and it was like it was it was driving the song, which is with most Britney songs. Uh, but no, this, but this song this this was very specific. Like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this bass. You know what this one did? What? It hit different. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, most Britney songs. This is what this song made me realize. Most Britney songs. Especially back then, um, when she was super duper big, which she's not like washed by any means now. It's like just back then that was when her stardom was, and now she's just I don't like know. she had that show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like most songs, especially back then, had the potential to be big because a lot of them have a very similar sound and a very similar sim similar like formula to it with the songwriting right. and the producing and. How she puts across her voice and all that, um, and it kind of reminded me of like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, which is interesting because this was like kind of the same time. I also mentioned that, um, but they all have the same sound. That's the thing. Like this yeah. is that bubblegum pop, very want to be in the spotlight, young people like trying yes. to make it big in this industry, and it's like appealing to a certain demographic, and they all appeal to a very similar demographic. It's but it's also like, the time where it's late 90s early 2000s that kind of thing so mm-hmm. it's all a lot of that like stuff. 90s pop sounded very very similar like most of the time most pop artists aren't even that different in general but i feel like the 90s especially the artists were very very similar with how they right. put their music across oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah you can say what you would like about this song all right so this one is just another britney banger in my opinion the way, okay, the way that it cuts before she says door and then it comes back in is that brilliant early 2000 sound, like it all just really, mm-hmm. that, I really enjoy, I, I like that part of the song, that's probably my favorite part of the song. Yeah. That's what got me hooked. Uh, it's just a nice empowerment song, like, you know, it's the end of a relationship and you're like... Come knocking on my door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be hitting me up no, no more. Like, I'm doing better. I'm moving on. That I want thing. you. Um, the end of the song ends with a... It was a phone call conversation, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, which is a great segue into the next song of her cover of the Rolling Stones song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I, I wouldn't say it's a cover as much as it is a version of that song because there's certain things she tweaks to fit more her style and, like, Things of that nature, like... No, but when people cover songs, they do it their own way. I know, but a lot of people, whenever they cover something, they do it, like, by the lyrics, like, perfectly, and they'll just sing it with their voice. But this is, like, kind of... It strays a little bit more away from, like... Like, if you put this right next to the Rolling Stones song... I'm pretty sure it's longer than the Rolling Stones song. It's longer than the Rolling Stones song, and she says something about what her about her skirt or something. I don't know, I didn't know. 
I, I, I heard something about the skirt, so I know that that was like kind of different than the Rolling Stones, but it is very derivative and basically a cover of the Rolling Stones song. Um, a rendition. Yes. Uh, but I can guarantee you this version is not as good as theirs, literally just based on the fact that, according to many people, the Rolling Stones is like a top five band all time. Uh, personally, I'm not a gigantic fan of the Rolling Stones. I'm not either. But, you know, if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea. Uh, I don't like that, like, this kind of loses the... I guess in comparison to now, it's not as much of, like, a harder feel. But for back then, when the Rolling Stones was ma- were making this song, this was, like, a, a harder song. And it, like, the I can't get no satisfaction, I feel like it loses some of its oomph with Britney singing it, how Britney sings it. Um, if you get what I'm saying, I don't really, I, I don't know if I'm wording that properly. Yeah, because theirs just has a more raw sound to it. Yes. It's more grit, dirt. Grit. Pure, that is a very good word for it. Like, pure meaning. They, I mean, they wrote the song, so obviously they have that. Mm-hmm. Experience with it. Like, what they. Yes, but that's not the word I'm looking for, I can't think. But they have that, that genuine feeling, I guess. That's not mm-hmm. exactly what I'm trying to get up, but that's, you know, whatever. So they actually experience it. And of course, I mean, she kind of does experience it as well. Covering yes. Covering song and things like that, but... Right. Just, the song is... Her version is just a little too long, and I don't like how she delivers the chorus. I feel like it loses the, like, I can't get no... Like, that's where it mainly loses it for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just, the skirt line was a little weird. Just a little few complaints, and in my opinion... If you're going to cover a song, you either need to do it, like, you either need to do it better or as good as the artist, or else it's a complete failure in my book. I think it depends on the artist, the style, honestly, a lot of things. Because when people do covers of it, again, that really depends on who you are, Mm -hmm. who the song is by. Uh, It also depends, like, and then if you change up the lyrics add your own you kind of do your own twist that kind of thing it it all depends and this is the last thing i'll say about this song but um i don't necessarily uh, we've only had a few covers so far with the diamond albums that we've had to talk about Mm -hmm. um and usually i kind of crap on them a little bit like it's just you know because they'll never be as good as the original i normally i don't necessarily think that covers are innately bad like for example i mean most people don't even know that Whitney Houston covered uh, the Dolly Parton song, I Will Always Love You. Right. Um, and I think she delivers that well. You definitely think that the Dolly Parton version is better, right? Mm. Lainey's a huge Dolly Parton fan. I don't know if we've ever said that on the um, podcast. If we're going to stray off and get into this real quick. I think Dolly, because Dolly wrote it for Porter Wagner when she was on the Porter Wagner show. It obviously has, she's an incredible songwriter. That's how she makes you know, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But... It had such a deep and, like, true meaning yeah. to her. So the way she performs it, the way she sings it, she still performs it if you see her in concert. I mean, it's one of her classics. I, I greatly appreciate that. However, I will say that Whitney Houston's cover of it is so strong, like, mm-hmm. un- unmatchable. Yes. So I think they both have their qualities that make it likable and a lot of people prefer Whitney's over Dolly's and that's whatever. But she gets the money. So again, I innately don't think that covers are bad. 
they usually just don't meet up to my expectations. And that's just me. I don't know if other people... I mean, Weezer did an entire album that was covers. Yeah. I think it's a blues A lot of bands do cover albums, and, like, a lot of the songs are fine, but, yeah. You can go ahead now. Okay. I don't have a lot to say about the song. I thought it was a very unique cover uh, of the Stones, but it just, I mean, again, wasn't as good as the original. It's a pop princess covering a classic legendary rock band which Mm -hmm. I actually do appreciate things really cool when worlds collide when worlds collide you can't run but no can hide so the next song is called uh, Don't Let Me Be The Last To Know Um, and with this song this song kind of made me uh, again free Britney Uh, (laughs) how provocative she makes herself sound with this I'm so uncomfortable well okay so we talked about about this about how this album is what led into all of her other albums being more, more and more provocative like and um, breaking the innocence of yeah things. I'm not a good girl, which leads into like I'm a slave for you, toxic. Then she goes into her breakout album, love mm-hmm. that album, and then I mean forward. You know how it is now, so yeah. Um, but. She's, like, talking about body language and how people need her desperately, and uh, just that made me uncomfortable, and the song is super-duper repetitive, which, like, none of them are are not repetitive at all, Um, but this one especially was super-duper repetitive, and just the sound was a little bit more boring to me, so I wasn't a big fan of the song, so. I get you. Um, I'll start off with some more fun facts. Um, Hit number one in Romania. I feel like that's very random. That is very random. That's very interesting. If anyone here listening is from Romania. Hey, shouts to Romania. Congratulations. We all love Brittany. Uh, it hit top ten in Austria, Switzerland, and then Europe. I guess that's an overall thing. We kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. Genius has some typos sometimes. But in this song, I feel like R&B is more present than the normal, like, bubblegum pop. Yeah. Which I like the, the switch up, you know, the change up. But this was more of a ballad, which I'm not a huge ballad person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's noticed or if you are a ballad person or what, but mm-hmm. not so much for me. Uh, it also sounded very familiar. I don't know if that's just because it's a Britney Spears song or if I've actually heard it before. I will say that. Now, the instrumental of the song. It sounds like, part of it sounded like it would be produced today. Not the basic snare whatever was going on in the verses but a little bit of the chorus and mainly what was going on in between verse and chorus and when they would have the break in between lyrics and things like that their little breakdowns i really enjoyed that i thought that it was very um unique mix so i really liked that and uh it also affected this song i thought sounded very in sync ish Mm -hmm. i could feel that so dang laney look at that shooting star Wow. It's getting, a, it's getting a little closer. Getting getting a little bright, isn't it? Uh-oh, it's getting hot. Yeah, it's, it's getting a little... Oh, my God! Uh, I don't know how we got back. I don't have an explanation for this. We're in a different dimension now! Time travel. Whoa! Um, the next song, though, is called What You See Is What You Get. This song is literally the same beat as... Oops, I did it again. Like, the exact same beat. They just have a little bit of spice thrown in there. They have the same pauses, the same, like... 
like base hits. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially just, when she comes back into like. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's like wh- when. It's the same. On when she says like, "I'm not that innocent," like that's when the bass is like and then, boom. Doom. Yeah. But uh, when she says, "What you see is what you get," the bass hits all at like the same times with her mm-hmm. voice. It was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was lazy, and then honestly, immediately made me not like the song. It was just a worse oops I did it again except the actual concept of the song is just a lie because what we see is not what we got because uh, behind the scenes there was a lot of issues there. So yeah, it just wasn't about this song, bro. I forgot what I wrote until I just read it. So I said, I'm reading this word for word. Sounds like a solid Britney song, but that's because it's Oops' fraternal twin. Mm -hmm. The end of this song is another phone call segue into the next song. Which is Lucky, which we uh, referenced earlier. Do you want to start with this one? Or? With Start with Lucky? Yeah. I mean, do you have something that would work well as a starter for this song or something? I mean, sure. Go ahead. Okay, so. Fun fact before we really get into it. It peaked at number one in Austria, Sweden, Switzerland, and Europe. So this is a very popular song. Now, the end of the phone call, or the end of the song with the phone call of what you see is what you get. Is a phone call from a guy, and he's talking about how, oh, you're rich, you're famous, you're beautiful, you have it all, why aren't you happy, that kind of thing. Yeah. So this song, Lucky, is about a girl who is rich and famous, but very unhappy. And it takes, it does take a clip of Stevie Wonder's Isn't She Lovely? Like, mm-hmm. I guess the first line of the chorus is what it is. Yeah. Um... But basically, this is the realest insight on her life that we've gotten on this album so far. Which I thought was very interesting that they would even let this be produced. But at the same time, you want things to seem normal. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I, Whatever. And it is kind of relatable. I mean, you know, people hide pain and everyone looks at you like you're living a great life and you can carry on. But like the lyrics say, the tears fall at night. The things are things aren't necessarily as they seem. Exactly. You never know what people are really going through. With that being said, free Britney. Mental um, health is a serious issue, folks. Can't yes. Help. If you're struggling with mental health, don't think you can just deal deal with it yourself. Life is too big and too important to just deal with it yourself. Go get help. It's fine. It's normal. Everybody has issues, and getting help does nothing but help you. Um, Truth. But with this song, uh, she's kind of said most of what I wanted to say, but uh, I will say, this is kind of, I'm going to hit back on that formula thing. She has something that has to go in every song, and it's her going, oh, every song. (laughs) She, there's some thumping bass. Of course. And uh, there's like this little like wind chime thing. That she has. That goes chromatically. I don't know what it's called, but I know what it looks like when I go into the band room at the school. And she has it. She has it in every song. And you literally just, like, basically just run your finger on it. And it it's like a big wind chime thing. I don't know what what it's actually called. Insert picture. Um, Yeah, right there. Um, It just all sounds so samey to me. So it does. Yeah. And... I mean, Billboard said from this song on, it goes downhill. That's that's fair. So. Um, the next song is called mm-hmm. One Kiss From You. Uh, first off, you, the title. Uh, 
uh, the song, her voice is actually, if you listen to the song, her voice is a little too quiet in the mix, in my opinion. Like, when they it's were mixing because it. because she's using, like, her deep vocals in yes, this one. Which like, I, I think couldn't is her really, actual voice. I couldn't really tell what she was saying. Like, I had to listen so closely. Right. Um, the song was very cheesy. I wasn't enjoying it and couldn't pinpoint why I wasn't enjoying it until Lainey said that the song made her queasy, and then I realized queasy rhymes with cheesy, and I was like, oh, cheesy, that's why I'm not enjoying the song, so. You go ahead, queasy woman. <laughs> oh. Oh. You don't need to tell people that. <laughs> uh, so I like that she used her deeper vocals and not that baby voice. I appreciate that because I think that actually is her natural voice, and it only comes out, you know, once in a blue moon. Um, but it's that, you know, 2000s love song we've been really looking forward to, and it was just meh. I'd still listen to it, maybe, but it was just meh, so probably not. Meh. It's a very good word to describe it. The next song. I'm about to burp. Okay. The next song is Where Are You Now, and it's not the Justin Bieber song. Where are you now? Uh, first things first, Celine Dion. Hello? Uh, this sounds like Celine Dion to me. Uh, yeah, because it's another ballad and it has the same uh, instrumental At least aspects. this is a different sound. She's coming at us with a completely different sound. Helene was talking about last song. She's not using the baby voice in that song. In this song, it's just like a completely different thing. Maybe that's why um, people don't like it because it's not the Britney sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's like because you're going to this album expecting Britney and you're not getting Britney with Which this Which happens song. a lot with the artists. That's why they kind of fall off. Yeah. Um... That's why, as as an artist, it's super duper hard to not become washed because you can either let's take Green Day for example. Green Day, um, they got very very. <laughs> I know. I, I love. I love Green Day. I don't know if y'all know. That's what I was thinking because um, it was relatable to. So you. in 1994, Green Day came out with Dookie, and it was like super duper. It was it was very Dookie. punk. It was uh, fast. All the music was super duper hard hitting. And as they aged, their music sound got different. And so from about, like, other than Good Riddance in 1997, the, like, another turning that point. Was, that was that literally was, the turning point. That was the exception. musical um, push. But in 1995, they came out with Insomniac. Was a lot, it was a lot more hard and a lot more gritty. And then Nimrod was very, very experimental. And that was in 1997. It came out. That was when Good Riddance happened. And then Warning was super duper different. And it was in 2000 and everybody was like, this is it. Like, Green Day is not good anymore. Green Day isn't f- Green Day anymore. It was a flop at um, that time. And then uh, in 2004, even Billy Joe Armstrong was like, if this, if American Idiot doesn't get big, this is, this is it for Green Day. Um, and yeah, obviously that. American Idiot exploded uh, with Boulevard of Broken Dreams and American Idiot and A Holiday and songs of that nature. Um, but it just shows as an artist, like, if you stay the same your whole entire time, it's like, we don't want to hear the sound anymore. This is getting boring. But if you experiment and it's not what your fans want you to sound like anymore, or you don't make new fans with your experimentation, it's like, no, go back to the old sound. We don't, we don't like this new sound. Um, so it's a lot more challenging than a lot of people think. Well, think about their new album, Father of All. Yes. People hate that album. Yeah. <laughs> but they still bought tickets to go see their world tour. Uh-huh. Because they'll play all their old stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, I love Green Day. Billy Joe. You, like, just 
Pull your chest open, it's his face. I, I have a tattoo. Like that scene from Scooby Doo where they're like, Daphne, Daphne! And they <laughs> rip their shirts off. I've, I haven't thought oh, about that man. in so long. Um, <laughs> Please insert that scene if you can. If I can find it on YouTube and I don't Please. get copyright struck, I will do it. Um, and the SpongeBob one from earlier. The SpongeBob one? Which one? But no can hide. Okay. Um, <laughs> write that down. I will, but I gotta explain this and I'll write this all down. Uh, She doesn't sound as nasally in the song, which I like, and that's part of my problem with Britney, and I try not to say that because that's kind of a cop-out with every song, but I really don't like the nasally sound that she usually has with the baby voice and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Probs other than Oops, I Did It Again, this was my fave at this point, just because it was different, and I usually hate slow stuff, and I feel like that shows you how similar all of the songs are on this album up to this point. Um... This album is better than the last one we listened to, though. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Because um, that was also her first album. But yeah, that's about all I have to say. Uh, you basically covered everything. Uh, it's another ballad. It does sound like Celine, but it's really mediocre, and I really wouldn't listen to this because it, it is mediocre and I don't like ballads, which I've already said. I do like the style, though, uh, with the acoustic guitar and maracas and everything that she has going on in the song. Like Nate said, it is a very different sound. Now, with that being said, let's move on to the next song, which is Can't Make You Love Me. Uh, that You're going to have to bleep this, because I'm going to say it. It's back to that Britney <laughs> spirit. No, okay. I can... Uh, yeah, I might yeah, have to bleep that word. Uh, so, Billboard didn't know what they were talking about when they said that this one was bad, in my opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought this one was pretty good, you know? She had a little Michael Jackson moment. And this is when <laughs> I said this is going to make me hit the thriller. And then we both started doing the thriller to the song. Um, anyways, uh, my opinion on this, that opening was thumping. She's just like, I'm just a girl with a crush on you. That thumped. Uh, I like this one better than Oops, I Did It Again. I thought this was the one that should have blown up. Uh, it also makes me a lot less comfortable, uh, or a lot less uncomfortable uh, than most of the other songs, so that's a major plus. Uh, this is just the song I had the most fun with, and that still stands, even with the last two songs that I hadn't heard. This, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one, and I was honestly, like, dancing and having a good time, which I hadn't for a little bit in this album, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, alright. The next song is called, uh, When Your Eyes Say It. Have you seen it? First thing, <laughs> oh my gosh, is that a callback to MC Hammer? If you haven't uh, seen that podcast, that's an oldie. Please, Hammer, don't hurt them. It's Please, Hammer, one. do not hurt them. That was a an adventurous album. Um, <laughs> Yo, sweetness, that was a banger. I still sing that to this day. Uh, this song is boring. She's just whispering the whole song, and I just wasn't about it. Uh, and at the end of the song... That she says some weird stuff. I'll let you say what you're gonna say um, Before you get about into this because it okay. kind of segues into the next song, and right, I didn't think about yeah, that until yeah, I started yeah, getting yeah. into it. So that's true. Okay. Also, going back to that, that just proves that I just spit. That just proves that these al- albums uh, change lives because now we bring it into our everyday lives. I have Kenny G songs. Never would have had that before. We can sing parts of MC Hammer songs. Nope, wouldn't have done that except for uh, you can't touch this. Music. Yeah, music changes <laughs> lives. 
Listen to music, guys. Music is... Honestly, music is... that. Music uh, they say is... It's the universal language. Yes. That's exactly what I was about to say. So. Everybody can appreciate music. Anyway, uh, when your eyes say it, right, that's when we're on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, this... When it first started, it reminded me of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song beat. <laughs> I don't well, know. this is a story. Oh, where it's like... Oh. Dum, 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 yeah, I get what you're what saying. I'm about? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully you all get it, too. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I hated the whispering. I don't know why people think that's a good idea to get all up in your ear and just be like, hey guys, and start saying random crap. I mm-hmm. hate that. Especially in love songs. Like, talk in a normal voice. Say it at a normal level. <laughs> I start crying. Um, I just sob. When you said the the, I can't even remember what you said, but you looked right here and you did that. It reminded me of in good luck, Charlie, the Debbie Dooley, how you doing? <laughs> the, where she like has the uh what are those snickerdoodle cookies? Uh that's a very random callback. Oh my gosh. Um and then the last thing I have to say is meh, not really into that lovey dovey cheesy make my stomach queasy music. So at the end of the song she talked about how she went back to a dude's house and they watched movies and the girl was like Did y'all kiss? And she was like, I'm not telling you so they Never kiss. kiss and tell. <laughs> um, and they're talking about guys being cute, and I felt like I just shriveled yeah, out of my were, body. Like, at the mall or something. Yes. No one talks like that. It, nobody talks like that. They're it like, was, shh, 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 he's coming. What is he going to think? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, someone would be like, hey, look at that cute guy over there, act normal. Sure, but they're stupid. Yeah. No one's like, shh, shh, shh. Like, be quiet. You're know, at the you're, mall, and you're, you're just going to sit there like this. No. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Sorry for the audience. I really want that to be like Sorry. a... I want to I wanna save that clip of you, of that silence, and you just being like, no. And I'm just going to start using that on a daily basis. You can take a lot of our outtakes. Because mm-hmm. I do a lot of weird stuff. Anyway. A- anyways, this segues into Dear Diary, where she's like, you know, writing in her diary. I asked Blaney when the song be crazy with Lil John. Uh, I still stand firm with that. Lil John as a, a Lil John feature would be very nice. That lyric where it's like, and our hands touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, this just kind of really affirms her wanting to seem innocent with like the diary thing, right. but she's still like kissing boys and writing about boys, and it just really makes me uncomfortable because it's like the it's trying to. Not personify, but trying to really get you in the headspace of like, oh, she's turning into something that's not innocent, but she still kind of has her innocence, but she's turning into... Personify, objectify? Objectify, maybe? Uh, I mean, uh, at this point, she's 19 years old, though. Let's think about it. She's that. 19 years old, so... but shes t- they're trying to put her across as like a 14-year-old with the baby voice, and like, they're trying to make her seem younger than she is, but losing her innocence. They do that with a lot of people, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, her situation... All of it is very unique, but at the same time, it's a lot more common than we actually realize, mm-hmm. and that's what's so sad. With that being said, free Britney, and not just necessarily Britney, free anybody that's in that situation. That don't, don't exploit your children. Yes, don't. That's okay. not like the people that do the. Uh, this might be controversial, but I don't think so. The people that um, okay. do the thing where like. They'll have their kids on a YouTube channel, and they'll just, like, open toys and make them do Ryan stuff. Ryan plays where he's yes. made millions. And they make him do stuff, and it's like... He has a TV show. 
And, um, I mean, I guess part of it's like, yeah, this kid gets toys and he doesn't really know. But, like, if the kid doesn't want to do it, and I don't know if Brian Plays doesn't want to do it or not, but there's many other channels like that. And I'm sure there's some that, like, the parents make the kid do things and act a certain way. Like, and it's just fam- not, there's family channels on Yes, YouTube? and it's just, it's those, not cool. It's It's really not cool and I don't like it. And don't exploit your children. And if you do, honestly, you're a scumbag and you don't deserve your child. I'm not even, I'll go there. I don't care. You don't. Messing with children isn't nice. Children, uh, they need to be kept private. But yeah, that's just that's just me. I'm just gonna let so. you know. Because even if like even posting pictures of my kids would still kind of weirds me. Out. I don't mm-hmm. have kids. I'm saying in the future, like that still kind of weirds me out because people are weird. People yeah. are weird, and like not just weird. Like they're messed up. Yeah, I wanted to say I wanted to say something, but like we kind of have to keep this a little bit more reined in, right? For like YouTube and also we keep for this relatively like, PG. We keep it we keep it pretty clean on here. Um, we right. censor things, and sometimes we let certain cuss words slip. Um, the very mild ones. But like, but yeah, yeah. All in all, if you mess with children in any sort of way, whether it's exploitation or whatever, uh, you deserve punishment. Yes. <laughs> Are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you done with that? Okay. We're on the last one, correct? Mm-hmm. It's been a night. Um, okay, so, Dear Diary, this song marks her songwriting debut, by the way. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, if it wasn't just a slow love song, I would appreciate it more. But, I mean, with that being said, it was a good start, I guess, for her being a 19-year-old, controlled musician, performer, so mm-hmm. I'll give it to her. Um, but every time she say Dear Diary, I'm like, that just felt private. Yeah, <laughs> that felt just, weird. That just didn't feel right. Um, oh, and then I am, before we Break wrap things down. up, conclude everything, I want to say that there are two bonus tracks that we found out about. So the first one is You Got It All, and that was a bonus track on the Asian release of the album. And the song Heart was a bonus track on the special edition released in Asia, Australia, Mexico, and the UK. So, so. Uh, all in all, how do you feel about the album? 1 through 92, just conclusions. How do you feel? What's it at right now? 60... It's like 60... Five? Hold on, I'll tell you right now. I actually have the list pulled up on my phone, if I can get there. I think it's, I think it's 65. Yep, 65. Yeah, it is. I think it'd, I think it'd be a little bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid-50s at the absolute highest. For me, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect where it is. If anything, a teensy, like a tiny bit lower. 64, baby! Like, just a little bit lower. Like, I'm just... Yeah. It's not for me. It's for other people. It's not for me. Like, Lanny enjoys this kind of stuff a lot more than I do. And I'm not saying this is, like, your not whole entire... Not all of it. Yes, not all of it. But, like, Lanny definitely does, just as a whole, enjoy this more than I do. Um... But I think it's pretty good where it is. So, social medias. Uh, TDM Pod, TDM P-O-D, that's our Twitter. The Diamond Mind Podcast, that's our Instagram. If you want to go onto YouTube and find us and get our face cam and all that jazz, uh, The Diamond Mind, and you can just sort by channel. Look look up The Diamond Mind Podcast, sort by channel. The Diamond Mind Shania Twain, or The Diamond Mind Kenny G. I would like to add in, I've been thinking about this and I always forget, on Apple Podcasts, you can rate our podcast. 
Please do so. Um, also, if you're on YouTube that. and you want to you know, drive and you don't want to pay for the YouTube subscription thing, whatever, or you don't want to leave your phone on YouTube the whole time you're driving, our podcast is available anywhere you can find it. Yeah. Uh, comment on <laughs> the YouTube. Hit us up. We will most likely, actually not most likely, we will definitely answer if you message us on any social media oh, or you like do anything. If you comment, Speaking if you up, comment, we, we have... reply. Except for, unless Ky- unless it's Kylie, that's my two, girlfriend, and had, she comments all the time. We had two comments on our YouTube. Was that her? Uh, I, I know look. she commented. Uh, she probably commented at least one of them. I'll I check. Think, I think it was Def Leppard. Um, it was probably her. Anyways, is there anything else you want to say to the viewers? No. Free Britney. <laughs> that would be the perfect free... place to put that in. <laughs> free free Britney and all that. The situation is screwed. There's a little little thing right here. It's been there the whole entire podcast right there. Anyways, this has been the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate Lenny. We'll be back at you next week with REO Speedwagon High Infidelity.